let's go way back in history. Mentioned this before. You know, it's funny that that study that men think about the the Roman Empire every day. I'm I'm one of them. And when there was all the turmoil in the Roman Empire, uh, the Roman bureaucracy, people had enough trust to the Roman bureaucracy that uh, the Roman Empire survived. But, you know, um, if you read the history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, you know where, um, oh, what's his name who wrote it, where, where he pins the blame for the fall of the Roman Empire? The church. He blames the church. Uh, now, why? Well, because uh, according to Edward Gibbon, that was his name, Edward Gibbon, the wise and the smart served the empire. But with the rise of Christianity, the wise and the smart moved into the church. And it, it's not a coincidence that as we move into the 200, 300s, 400s AD, uh, some of the smartest works you get are not the works of the Roman historians anymore, but the works of the theologians, uh, Irenaeus, Tertullian, uh, Polycarp, uh, most famously of all probably, uh, Augustine, Ambrose. You get uh, famous, powerful works from people, the smart guys who used to prop up the empire, now prop it up the church. Well, there was nobody left smart to prop up the empire, and it collapsed. And we ultimately headed into a dark ages where a lot of knowledge was lost. We're headed back into that dark age. Union County, North Carolina. Um, I let me. I'm looking on the map so we know where Union County is. Union County, North Carolina, is south of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's right on the state line with South Carolina. Uh, Union County, North Carolina, the county seat is Monroe, it appears. Wesley Chapel is there. Marshville, Wingate, Unionville, Union County, North Carolina. Just uh, you, you, you head south on US 601, you head into Union County, North Carolina. They've decided to ban fluoride in the water because a group of, of angry, know-nothing activists, and they are know-nothing activists, have uh, convinced them, despite pretty much every dentist in the county coming out saying this is a bad idea, they've decided fluoridation is a bad idea. You know, it turns the frogs gay or whatnot. And uh, the response of people in the community is, well, we can't trust the CDC. You know, the CDC got COVID wrong, so clearly they've gotten fluoride wrong. And next, they're probably going to ban uh, the flight path of airplanes into the Charlotte airport because of chemtrails. One of the great, great public health successes of modernity was the eradication of smallpox. You are very lucky that you have not had to deal with smallpox. It was a scourge. You go back to the Revolutionary War period in this country. It's captured in the um, John Adams series on HBO and, and in the book. Uh, Abigail Adams was one of the, the progressive scientific thinkers of her day, and people who had gotten smallpox and were recovering, the doctors would come by, take the blood of the people with smallpox, and jab the healthy people. So the healthy people got very mild cases of smallpox as a way to immunize them. We had an idea of immunology over time, but it was a kind of a brutal method. Over time, it was refined. In the 1950s, Jonas Salk 
came up with the polio vaccine. The polio vaccine is a modern miracle. My mom has the, I think it's the polio vaccine scar. I know a number of people who have them. It was a big deal when people my parents' age were young. My wife has an uncle through marriage whose legs are in a brace because he got polio. And polio was was something like it wasn't in urban, it was in urban areas, but there would be random outbreaks and it affected kids. Polio, it was old people didn't get polio. It was the kids tended to get polio. And it could sweep through a neighborhood and then just go away. And there were very little explanations for it. And, and Jonah Salk came up with the polio vaccine and saved a lot of people from the debilitating effects of polio, the MMR vaccine. I, I know people who like would have chicken pox parties or measles parties. It, it can be very debilitating. I, I had a friend growing up. Uh, they, they've got a chicken pox vaccine now. Um, they didn't when I was growing up. And I had a friend whose body was covered in scars from chicken pox. Measles, mumps, rubella, terrible, terrible um, things that you could give kids that could leave them debilitated. The MMR vaccine has mostly eradicated it. And then there's the modern miracle fluoride so that we don't have teeth like the British. In 1945 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, they decided to start putting very low concentrations of fluoride in drinking water. And you know what happened? Eradicated childhood tooth decay. A lot of poor people don't keep up with good hygiene. A lot of older people don't keep up with good hygiene. Fluoride in the tap water was a great, great way to do it. Very low dose fluoride. In high doses, it can be poisonous. People have ever since developed conspiracy theories, but it's spread around the country. And the rate of childhood, particularly impoverished communities, childhood tooth decay fell off, absolutely fell off. You all have no idea uh, the the collapse in, in tooth hygiene among the elderly and the young, particularly in poor communities who weren't necessarily brushing their teeth and keeping up with it by putting it in the tap water. They solved a a massive health problem in this country. And in fact, in areas of this country where there is no fluoride versus where there is fluoride, you don't have random higher concentrations of the conspiracy diseases. What you do have is you have much higher rates of tooth decay, and there's a growing body of evidence that massive tooth decay and the plaque buildup because of tooth decay is linked both to heart disease and Alzheimer's. There's a growing body of evidence, and you can see those pockets around the country, and they do pretty much correlate to the random communities that don't put fluoride in water, in addition to early childhood development. But the wise men left our government some time ago, and the experts who replaced them are a bunch of liars and cheats. Look at how Dr. Fauci has talked about covid Dr. Fauci talked about COVID in ways that he now admits a lot of what they did wasn't really tested. They didn't really know. They were guessing under pressure, and they guessed wrong. And they sowed the seeds of doubt that they got everything wrong. But here's part of the problem we have. Let's take the fluoride issue or the polio issue or the smallpox issue. You do not deal with childhood tooth decay and poverty tooth decay issues in your life, nor in your own life do you deal with these tooth decay issues. Why? Because you haven't lived in a world without fluoridation in your water system. 
You don't live in a world where your child could get polio because you don't live in a world where there was no polio vaccine. And you don't live in a world where smallpox is burning through communities, killing everyone, because you live in a world with smallpox vaccine. And so the crazy conspiracy theorists and the know-nothings have extrapolated from the CDC, well, they got COVID wrong, so they must have gotten all this other data wrong, so therefore we should walk back from all of this data. And, I mean, look, we don't have tooth decay, so, I mean, clearly it's not a problem. Well, of course not. You don't because of the fluoride in, in drinking water. Shall we give up the vaccines? There actually is a movement. And now the, the irony here, the staggering irony here is it was the rich and the elite in this country who first developed these conspiracy theories. The idea of fluoride in your water causing problems actually comes from rich people in Hollywood and uh, in New York City, not from the poor, not from the middle class. The skepticism of the MMR vaccine causing autism comes from the rich and the well-off. It's now descended into the middle class. So many of the bad ideas of America from how to live your life to drug use to abortion to uh, a single parent household, they're all ideas that stem from the very wealthy who have the money to afford to live this lifestyle and it trickles down to the poor and the middle class. And the fallout uh, wreaks havoc and it's a, taking advantage of a growing distrust of people in this country. We're turning into a dark age society because we're forgetting the things that worked. It's not just the right. I mean, for everyone who can trot out a doctor to tell us that fluoride actually causes frogs to become gay, there's a doctor who will tell you that our gender and our sex are different things, and if your sex and your gender don't align, then it is medically necessary to align them through surgery and drugs. For every doctor who tells you that the MMR vaccine causes autism, there's a doctor who tells you transgenderism is real. Both sides have their quacks. We shouldn't be listening on either side. And part of the problem is the elite in this country have chosen to listen to the quacks on the left. And so the quacks on the right now get people on the right to listen and say, look at how they're listening to all these crazy people. You know that a boy cannot become a girl. And they're listening to these people. Therefore, you should listen to me when I tell you the smallpox vaccine gives you autism. We should stop taking it. And then they point to the other things the government has gotten wrong, like the, all the years of studies on the food pyramid that, or, or don't eat eggs, all the things that, that the nutritionists have gotten wrong over time. Much of that, by the way, wasn't the nutritionists and much of it wasn't the scientists. It was the media hyping studies changing people's perceptions when the studies were not actually completed or there were contradictory studies the media didn't pay attention to. The media and the elite have led us down this road, headed us into a dark ages in this country where we're regressing. On economic data, we see it there too. Seattle, Washington decided to put a $5 fee on delivery apps to cover drivers' living wages. Sales have been cut in half. Drivers can't pay rent. Many of them are giving up being drivers for uh, DoorDash and Instacart because they can no longer make ends meet because the city of Seattle very helpfully added a $5 fee. They forgot how basic economics work. In Los Angeles and California, they've jacked up the minimum wage on fast food workers. Guess who's the highest rate of job loss in California? Fast food workers. Surprise. Or in Portland, Oregon, where they decided they would uh, decriminalize drug use, and now there's a public health crisis because of drug use. Surprise, 
all of these things we could have predicted. Enforcement of laws in Washington, D.C. now, there are more crimes and carjackings and murders than anywhere else in the country. They ban the law-abiding citizen from carrying a gun in public. They don't arrest the the, uh, criminal operators. And so guess what's happening there? We have forgotten as a society how to basically operate, which leads me to the border. We are a sovereign nation, and sovereign nations control their borders. The Democrats would have us believe, without this new border deal, the President of the United States, who is the Commander-in-Chief of the American military, has no power to secure the border, despite a very clear piece of legislative language in the United States Code that specifically says, in the here and now, the President of the United States has the power to secure the border. If you read my morning email, you would have seen the language. If you text the word data to 33777, you can read the language for yourself. The morning piece, 8 USC, 1182 subsection F. Whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may by proclamation suspend the entry of all aliens or class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he deems appropriate. The elite have lied to us so much for so long about so many things, and they have failed at the basics. They've allowed the conspiracy theorists to take advantage of it. And the conspiracy theorists are about to sabotage basic health in this country because they would rather believe the conspiracies than believe the data. If the scientists get it wrong, we have the data to see. That's how we know that they got so much of COVID wrong because the data doesn't hold up. We have the data on fluoridation of water. We know it actually works. We have the data on these vaccines. We know they actually work. And we have the data on the border. We were in a crisis when Democrats were telling us we weren't. We're still in one. They have the power to do something, but they don't do it by the elite and our government officials lying to us for so long and refusing to do the basics right. They have ceded the ground to the know-nothings who will drag us back into the dark ages to scratch a conspiratorial itch. We need our government officials to realize they've got to restore trust. And the way they begin to restore trust is very easy. Do small things well, and the public will then trust you to do big things well. If you can't deliver the mail right, if you can't secure our border right, Why would we want the government to do more? In the process, it seeds ground to all the crazy conspiracy theorists to cast doubt on everything else. And that leads us to a very dark place for this country.